0: people can't see that progression and there's something special and unique about that
1: i appreciated that right off the bat as you remember from that first couple of comments was i wasn't expecting a response at all and then when <laughs> i did get one it was professional it was open and my opinion immediately changed oh, well, and thanks, uh, i appreciate that i also thought i started thinking back and i started doing weddings 24 years ago but i remember before i did weddings thinking the same thing that mm-hmm. if you tell them it's not a wedding not Actively thinking I would do that, but just thinking that uh babies and yeah, weddings—the price gets jacked up.
0: it's just funny. It's, it's just funny. you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who are you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you ready? Hey, first man, thanks for uh thanks for hopping on, dude. This is uh this is cool of you to to come on. I know it takes. Not a lot of people do it anyway. I mean, I, I probably, I don't know, I would say I'm at like 200 episodes of the podcast. I would say maybe 15 of them are from people that I'll post a video and then like yourself, they'll reach out because I always like to offer people, you know, even my sweater says it, problems aren't solved in the comment section. And I say that all the time where I'm like, if you have an opinion, let's not talk about it. Like if you really care about it, just hop on my show and we could talk for 30 minutes or five hours and let's hash it out. So thanks for joining. I say the same thing all
1: the time. uh, 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 I think uh, Einstein said uh, he never learned anything from somebody he agreed with.
0: That's awesome. Leave it to Einstein to throw something out like that, the goat. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And not only that, it's a heck of a lot more fun when people disagree with you so you can play around, and it's just more fun.
0: Yeah, man. And, I mean, I've learned more disagreeing with people than agreeing with people, yeah. you know, like you, absolutely, it's like you, you always, especially in a relationship too. Which we're, obviously we're gonna we gonna talk about the reason we're here. But in a relationship, I feel like the yin and yang is so true because if you're, I've been in relationships where everything's perfect and we agree, and you know, it's a, we like the same color and we go to the same restaurants. And but me and my wife now, the reason I think we're so quote unquote the happiest that we've ever been. Um, and it's still a long road ahead. So, I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes, but for right now it's pretty good because I think we bring out each other's, uh, best qualities, but we also, you know, are honest enough to point out our weaknesses and we work on that together and, um, disagreeing and, 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 and finding a common ground in things I think is important. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, it took me 15 years to get married and it was kind of the same. We had to work out our communication and stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. So you guys have been married 15 years?
1: No, we were together fifteen years. We've been married for four months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Congrats, man! That is, uh, <laughs> I'm sure the wife is very happy about that.
1: <laughs> um, she acts like it. I don't know why, though, because she married me.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, fifty. If I may ask, what took so long to get to that fifteen years?
1: Uh, it's complicated, but ultimately, the the communication wasn't there, mm. and uh, there was just hiccups along the way that. We didn't deal with properly and uh then you never we would fix things and then we'd not talk and become distant and we'd fix things and then not talk and become distant so Mm -hmm. um we finally got to a point where we figured out how to say hey i need you to listen to me for a second and then listen and process and work with it
0: yeah and you know for some couples it takes you know that long for other couples it might take three years or six months but yeah, it's, it's, it's important that <clears throat> you have those open conversations because I feel like once you get to a good place, it's really hard to fuck it up. You know, like it's, it's getting to that place is the hardest and yeah. admitting that whether you're right or wrong or, you know, you, you have weaknesses, you have strengths and, you know, figuring out like, this is a partnership, like you gotta do shit together. So, so, yeah. you know, I was, I was having uh, this, this one dude, uh, Daniel on my podcast, um, I think it was like, I don't know, four episodes ago or something like that. Um, Really great dude, but he really, he told me a few things. And one of them in particular really stood out where he's like, I hate the word compromise. And uh, it's made me rethink kind of how I have conversations. um, Because compromise, especially in a marriage, is interesting when you think about it, right? Because you're kind of giving up something. Right. Versus like what I try to do now with the wife, easier said than done, of course, but (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah, just like anything in a marriage. Um, But uh, we don't really try to compromise so much. We try to, you know, for example, like this is a very minuscule uh, example, but let's say if I really like Italian food and she really likes Chinese. Instead of, you know, compromising and trying to figure out, well, let's go to something besides one of those two places. Let's find a middle ground, that type of thing we kind of set aside. We're like, okay, this is Italian night. This is Chinese night. So we're both getting what we want. It's just not the day we want, but we coordinate certain times to make sure we're both happy. Instead of compromising, because if, eventually if you compromise with certain things, there might, it might lead to like resentment to where you're finding that middle ground, but really both of you aren't fully happy with that decision. It's almost like you're just making that decision to make the other one happy which isn't necessarily the best thing in most cases. No. So, no. And that takes a long time to figure that type of shit out. And every couple is different, of course. So therein lies yeah. the craziness. Man, and another also- thing to cut. ahead. That's why I hate doing these things virtually. Like-, man. like usually I do them in person, <laughs> but the lag with. <laughs> go ahead. Um,
1: but uh, part of the thing that you know, we were together for 15 years, but, Uh, Also, I adopted her kids. She treats mine like her own. So we've been together, living together for 10 plus years. So it was like, Mm -hmm. we were kind of married already. We just didn't have the piece of paper and the big wedding until uh, November.
0: Yeah. And Dan, where are you uh, guys out of again?
1: We're in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Cincinnati, Okay. Yeah, because I don't know how it is there, but in Florida, I think it's like, I want to say it's seven years, where technically you could, I forget the law. But there's some law where if you're together seven years in Florida and you live together, same address and everything, technically you fall under uh, the same laws, so to speak, of being married. But you're not really married. It's not like, you know, if uh, she right. gets 50% of the assets. But I think when it comes to, like, if you break up, I think one spouse could fight back saying right. that they're owed 50%. I forget. Is it like that over there? Like, I can't no?
1: remember. Uh, I think they changed it. But it was seven years also, and they called it mm-hmm. common law marriage.
0: Common law, that's what it is. God, it was such yeah. an easy answer. Law. <laughs> um, isn't that weird, though? Every state is different. Like, it's so strange. Yeah. Some things are pretty basic. Yeah. It's like little things like you cross the border uh, of one state to the other, and things are completely different. Like, it's so. Anyway, that's a totally different topic as it is.
1: The, the great part about that is uh, I, I feel so good mm-hmm. that our government simplifies things for us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they make it so easy for us don't they um especially with the easy things like you know marriage abortion like all that stuff it's so simple oh, yeah yeah taxes man pizza cake easy super easy <laughs> uh okay so let's so let's get into the the meat and potatoes of why we're here because i want to get your obviously opinion on this but for people that don't know um not surprisingly i post massive amounts of videos um regretfully most times But, but I, uh, I even had uh, that same guy, Daniel, that, uh, um, not this Daniel, but that last podcast I was just telling you about, uh, about four episodes ago, we also were having this interesting conversation where he asked me, he's like, you know, uh, sometimes you kind of get into like some interesting topics. Like, do you ever go back and like delete it? And I go, I don't think I'll ever delete anything that I say because I said it, you know, I meant it. Right. If I said it, yeah. just, just because, you know, it's it's uh, it's rubbing someone the wrong way uh, doesn't mean it's necessarily right or wrong. It just means that's what I said and they disagree with it and that's OK. But I feel like, again, we go back to if you delete something or if you go back and, you know, uh, retract something that's totally different. But if you physically delete it and pull that out of the universe, you're saying I didn't believe that at that time, which is not correct. Because you did believe it at that time. And I think if we keep all the bullshit that we said in the past out in the open, it uh, shows our progression and our growth. You know, like my first episode of this podcast was stupid and shitty. And I didn't listen to the person I was interviewing. And I had my own opinion. And I was very argumentative. But now I'm like 90% listening, 10% talking on my podcast. I'm very objective now. It's 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 allowed me to grow personally. and. You know, mentally, and but I think again, if I delete that, people can't see that progression, and there's something special and unique about that, right?
1: Yeah, I I appreciated that right off the bat, as you remember from that first couple of comments. Was I wasn't expecting a response at all, and then when <laughs> I did get one, it was professional, it was open, and my opinion immediately changed. Oh, well, and, thanks, uh, man. I appreciate that. I also thought um, not until after we had already decided to do the the do this together. Was I started thinking back, and I started doing weddings 24 years ago. But I remember before I did weddings, thinking the same thing that mm-hmm. if you tell them it's not a wedding, not actively thinking I would do that, but just thinking that uh, babies and yes. weddings, the price gets jacked up. That's right. And babies That's is right. probably pretty accurate on that because there's no like prime day like a Saturday like there is with weddings, but That's uh, right. but nonetheless, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, for people that don't know, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to put the clip in here, but here's the audio. So that way people can kind of get context of this. So you should share this with them because this is going to save them a lot of money. So I've been married uh, for years. uh, Happily. (laughs) Wife. I do want to share one big tip that is going to save you a ton of money when you're looking at venues, when you're calling restaurants for catering, you're meeting with photographers. Don't tell them it's a wedding. Just don't tell them it's your wedding day. Say it's a charity event. They don't have to know what it is. That's all. And you'll get like 75% off because uh, that's normal rate. You'll just get charged a normal rate. You won't get charged an inflated, ridiculous, astronomical amount just because it's a day that two people are getting married. It is just another day. And a lot of companies take advantage of that. In fact, all companies take advantage of that. So, if you just tell them that it's a charity event that you're hosting, you'll get charged a normal price. Happy wedding day. There is the clip. Sorry for everyone that's listening that got upset by that. Uh but <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that was gonna get uh it's like on all channels it's like fifty thousand views or something like that. Oh well. Um and Isn't that look, the idea. Huh?
1: Isn't that the idea?
0: I mean <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't I wish I could say I think about that stuff. I just I don't know, like even even today I posted something, or yesterday rather, I posted something on TikTok. I was just working out, and I had something in my head of like what I wanted to say because everyone's bitching about how they don't have time to work out and stuff like that. And I was like, really, it, all, it takes 30 minutes a couple times a week. And if you just don't watch a show on Netflix that day or just watch 30 minutes less, then you can find the time to work out. So anyway, I had that idea, and I was like, I'm just going to post this. And I just posted it and just talked about it, and that got that did really well as well. But I don't think about things. Sometimes I just post and some people like it because it's authentic and real. And some people, you know, in this situation, there was a few that were like, all right, bro, like, what the fuck?" so, and Daniel here was one of them, (laughs) but, but I'm excited uh, to kind of get your opinion on it. Cause again, let me let you know kind of where I was at. And then I want you to introduce yourself and and you can tell people what you do and, and all that stuff. But like where my head is at in this whole thing, and um, you know, like I mentioned, I'm I'm married. We got married back in 20. shit I'm gonna have to look that up. 2018. Sorry. Uh, 2018. We got married, and we didn't have the money, so we told ourselves we we said, listen, you know, let's let's find a cool venue, venue that um, is affordable for us, where we could take care of it, and we don't have to, you know, uh, put all that stress on our family to pay for it. And again, nothing. there's not, nothing wrong with that. It's tradition, so that's okay. But for us, we just weren't in a situation like a lot of people that, that couldn't do it. So we found a really cool venue that's near where our first date was. In fact, it's right across the street. And it was like this cool, I don't know if you're familiar with Orlando, but there's a place, Winter Park. Um, and it's a, a very uh, high-end, kind of rustic style. Um, it's, it's, it was an old train station. Oh. that was gutted out so they usually use it for like Saturdays for like farmers markets and stuff and we reached out to them and we said hey if we just have like a party here what would it what would it cost to rent the venue and she's like what type of party is like eh we don't know you. it's probably going to be like you know a big celebration just getting a bunch of people together for like a reunion. oh okay cool well here's the rate it's four walls nothing's included so like we have to BYOB everything chairs decorations I mean literally it's just the four walls you're reading, right and uh I think out the door it was like 8 grand and you know the venue was beautiful um you know it was brick walls inside and we just brought our own decorations literally from like our house cuz my wife is very like chic style so you know like the Mr and Mrs wood sign we made that <laughs> and we just you know created all the trendy crap that you know went on back in 2018 that kind of died out that farmhouse stuff but we, we pretty much brought everything. We had our friends and family help us set up everything. And we ordered uh, this place, Gringo's Locos. Shout out Gringo's Locos in Orlando. But as a, a food truck company, they brought the food truck. And we just had people, you know, grab food. And, you know, again, that was like our style, right? So that's not for everybody. My photographer friend, uh, she came in, and obviously she knew it was a wedding. So, uh, you know, I took care of her. And, and she gave me just a discount rate because, you know, we're friends. But I, as we mentioned, going back and forth, um, I don't think you should say to a photographer, "Hey, it's uh, it, it's an anniversary party or it's a reunion or whatever." And then when they show up, you're in a white dress and suit, like <laughs> it's. So that that's the problem with doing a quick video like that is the context. When you go on these rants, it kind of gets blown out of proportion a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, I think the big thing that couples need to understand is you don't necessarily have to do the—unless you want to. You don't have to do the church. You don't have to do the big venue. You don't have to do um, the, the garter toss and the bouquet toss and the official wedding cake. and uh, like You don't have to do all the traditions that are set in place for us right now. And that's kind of what I was getting across because if you ask anybody that went to our wedding— and people listening to this would probably appreciate this, is out of the, I don't know, 15 weddings I've been to in my life, maybe 20, um, most of them were in a church and had the reception and the garter toss and all the traditional stuff, and it was great. But the biggest complaint you get from people at weddings, if you ask your friends right now, if you line up a hundred people and ask your friends, what's the biggest issue? Well, we just didn't have a lot of time to dance. It wasn't really a party right? Because everyone's stuck in these little traditions that cost money and that waste a lot of time, which takes away from what's really important. And what's the most important thing at a wedding day is it's the couple, it's celebrating love. And that's the issue I have with the industry as a whole, as it continues to get more and more complex. And it's beautiful. I mean, there's a lot that's involved in it. I wish I had the ability to experience all that type of stuff. But I also think, I, looking back now, that our wedding was the best party that I've been to. And I think a lot of people would agree with that because we didn't do the traditional stuff. And, again, that's not for everybody. I'm not saying that we should. But just the fact that <clears throat> a lot of companies take advantage of uh, this beautiful day and they end up charging an arm and a leg for it. So that was kind of the the extent of that. So let people know kind of what you do, you know, your thoughts on the matter, and then we'll kind of dip into that a little
1: bit. All right. Uh, so uh, I own the company Images by Daniel Michael Photography, and uh, we've been doing this for 24 years in Cincinnati. Uh, we're in the Reading Bridal District, which is the largest bridal district in North America, uh, which doesn't really impact the photography so much, but it's kind of a mm. cool spot. Um, so um, so the, my, my thoughts were, um, I, I agree 100% on the time part, I, my experience with it is typically with the photography side, and they want to go do fake sparkler exits and things like that. And I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) It's it's a photo op, and it's a cute photo op, but it's gonna take you freaking 30 minutes to, to to do it. And that's time you should have been dancing and celebrating and having fun. I'm like, get stuff done and get out don't go around to all the tables. Mm-hmm. I, I like one of the TikTok things that's been out there is everybody runs to the, ta- uh, the couple run to each table during one song and get a photo. i saw I'm that, like, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, we yeah. did that at our wedding. It got me to every table. It took about four and a half minutes and we got a photo with every group there. Uh, but it's, it's those, get to the party. Um, yeah. And it's all the gimmicks and stuff. I, I don't like all the gimmicks where they're, uh, these trends that are going to be, you know, out of date in a couple of years and you're investing all this time into it. and. Uh, For me, it's the time more than the money because you can't get the time back. Um, In general, though, it was the the overall thought process about it costing more. Now, I think part of this might be the market as well. Uh, For example, eight thousand dollars in Cincinnati would have been considered a high end venue. Uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Most uh, I mean, there's definitely twenty thirty forty thousand dollar venues when you get downtown and the big hotels and stuff. But uh, but generally speaking, uh, a good chunk of them where you're just renting the property and bringing your own stuff in, they're the three to $8,000. Uh, so 8,000, I would say is kind of on the high end of that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how much room they have to bring it down. Uh, but my, uh, as a photographer, like you said, it just wouldn't work because the photographer needs to prep. They need to know who's in the family. They need to be able to direct the combinations, write the timeline, all that kind of stuff. So it never worked for the photographer. Yeah. The venue, I'm not real sure. Uh, my biggest issue with that was as soon as you get there and they see it's a wedding, they're going to be pissed.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> and
1: you don't really want all your vendors pissed at you all day.
0: That's right. Well, uh, and, you know, again, and I should mention, sorry, as, as I'm, like, doing the math in my head, it was so long ago, but eight grand was with, like, the food truck and, and us renting a oh, chair. Okay. So that, that was my fault. And, okay, and, that's better then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, also I was thinking, too, like, uh, after I posted that video and it started getting – I mean, and I say hate, but out of the 50,000 people – Not including you, there might have been 10 people that disagree with that, but just a lot of people don't. They just say, Oh, great idea. Like they don't think anything of it. So they don't actually have, you know, (laughs) an actual opinion on it. It's just like a quick, low glance. Um, But like for people that yourself that are in the industry, uh, you you nailed it 100% where you can't really get away with that type of stuff. The only way we got away with it is because of the venue. The venue just doesn't give a shit, you know, and that's the key is, uh, you know if you go to a like our our friends went to this unbelievable like barnyard um shocker that people got you know married in a barn but it was an absolutely beautiful wedding like I actually like their venue better than ours it probably cost them a lot more money from what they told us because uh, they were at our wedding as well and that's a wedding venue like you cannot go for a baby shower to that venue Like they, you know, because they have a separate um, farmhouse, one for the groom, one for the bride, and that's included with the rental. So that you wouldn't be able to get away with it, right? Because it's very obvious and they're not stupid. They're probably going to be like, dude, come on, 100 people, (laughs) and you cater. This is a wedding, isn't it? Yeah. So, I, but again, that's important to them. And if they had the option, they could rent a place that has four walls and you just decorate it. And, uh, you know, that's the thing with, with venues is you have to... I, I just don't think people understand that it it could be a la carte if you want. It could be very specific to your needs. But we're so, like, just infatuated with the idea of a wedding and the, the glamour that goes into it. We think to ourselves, and social media definitely doesn't help, right, feeding that fire. But if you just think to yourself, how can I save the most money? Uh, and make this the most special day possible. Um, Going back to what you do, the only place you should not cut corners is videography and photography. And this is coming from a guy that not only has a content business, uh, so I could appreciate the videography side of things, but most of my friends are photographers and videographers. And they hated that I posted that video, of course. But I'm like, listen, dude, at the end of the day, like, your demo is not the person that I'm talking to. Like, You don't want the person that wants a cheap wedding venue because that means they have less money to spend on your videography and photography. You want the person that has a budget of 50 grand that their parents could pay for because you know, they're not going to, you know, cheap out on, on, uh, content. And we definitely didn't as well. Uh, my friend Christy who did, uh, our photography and my buddy Ben who does his uh, videography, I paid him a couple hundred bucks and he was at the wedding and, you know, then when he's getting married, I'm going to create content for him. So we kind of had like an exchange, you know, but that's yeah. a very rare, <laughs> as you know, that's not something you want to do. Bartering is not something to do, especially a wedding, because it's so much work. But, you know, I was like, hey, listen, man, I got services. Let's trade it out. Let's let's do it. And um, I, I would have preferred to, to spend a couple of thousand dollars because I know the quality would have been better because um, I didn't expect, expect a whole lot because I edited my own wedding video. It's on YouTube right now. But that thing that was makes like... Sense. Yeah, but that thing was like, you know, 10 minutes and there was some shaky footage that he did, but, you know, he didn't bring his gimbal like, you know, there was just, but the photography itself was almost as expensive as like the venue, I feel like, even though it wasn't, but it was well worth it because it was beautiful and those memories that are going to last forever. Um, I think it's the venue aspect and the catering and, and all that that we get caught up on it. It costs so much money, you know.
1: And I think part of that, I mentioned this earlier, I think, but uh, you have one day a week to do a wedding. Yeah, you can do Fridays and Sundays, but let's face it, it's mostly Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, so there, it's a supply and demand thing on that side. Uh, so if you were having, like, for example, we'll give discounts on Fridays and Sundays. It doesn't matter if it's a wedding or a bar mitzvah or whatever, uh, yeah. but our bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah pricing is very comparable to weddings. And, uh, but, but, yeah, definitely.
0: Because it's the time, right? Like That's the key, that's the, that's the key with it. The... Yeah, yeah, the amount of time a that bit. take you, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say a typical wedding, we put about 40 hours worth of work into.
0: Yeah.
1: So you're paying them for a week. Right. Uh, I was also talking to one of the makeup artists that had uh, commented from Brideface, her name's uh, Julie, and she was talking, I think it was Julie, but yeah. um, she was talking about how the type of makeup you use for a four hour event compared to a wedding for an eight to 12 hour event is totally different makeup, totally different approach, you're doing airbrush and stuff. And so, if they don't realize it's for a wedding, which they're gonna figure that one out pretty quick too, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, your whole wedding party's there, like hmm, some baby shower. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you guys are
0: wearing it's getting a wedding. little glammed up, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even look pregnant. I don't know what the deal is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, th- again, that's that's a good point too. And you know, I didn't think about that when I said it, but um, you know, the the Neither whole like, light- what's that?
1: neither did I yeah. until she said something to me I didn't even think about using different kinds of makeup and stuff yeah but uh, but yeah it makes
0: sense and you know again this is I probably should have mentioned maybe I'll do a second video on this but maybe it's just me being a gypsy i mean i don't know um you know i i like to reallocate a lot of spends to different things and um you know uh, when we did our makeup, shout out April Nova of uh, Crossbreed, but they're really good friends of ours. and she did hair, makeup, and all that. and she did everyone's at the bridal party, so she knew it was a a wedding. but right. it, she charged us the same rate because we we chose not to do the wedding makeup. you know it was oh, okay. right? So it was just it was normal makeup that she would normally do, and she didn't spend five hours on the bride, right? Because my wife decided a long time that she's gonna do makeup for an hour. And then, you know, her uh, her wedding party is going to do the makeup and um, all the hair and all that. And it's going to be a fun, you know, not 10-hour event that's going to stress her out. Um yeah. You know, but, again, some some brides want to do the, the wedding makeup and, you know, the spray tan and all that stuff. And she just decided not to do that. And, you yeah. know, again, that's where I think it's the conversation I was having in my head when I did that video. I, I'm probably a different level of human. I'm not... <laughs> You know, if someone said, hey, Tony, I got a great idea for your wedding and they pitch me what I knew it was going to be, I would have said no, it's just not yeah. it's just not that important to me. Uh, you know, And I've and, seen
1: the full gamut of, uh, you know, I have a five hundred dollar wedding or photographer budget. I, I have some people say, we just can't afford you. You're too expensive. Uh, we're on a budget. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then yeah. somebody else says, we're on a budget. And I'm like, well, what's your budget? Four thousand dollars. Okay, well, so we're all on a budget. Right. It's just a matter of what it is.
0: What's the amount exactly? And, yeah. and there's know, lots
1: you, of ways to get around it.
0: And I, that's exactly what I was going to say. There's so many different uh, ways that a photographer and videographer can help you. And a lot of it's, you know, maybe it's per hour. Same thing with a makeup artist. Is you know, usually they would give you quotes, and that's that's what I've realized when we were doing some shopping around and stuff. Is when we would tell them it's for a wedding, there was only like one quote. It wasn't like, well, what if we decide to cut out the engagement photos and maybe you're only there for 30 minutes instead of, you know, 500 pictures, maybe you only give us, like, 50 pictures. No, we don't do that. Okay, I get it. And then eventually I'm like, all right, I'm going to start asking some friends. And that's where we went that friend around. So I think there's a lot of people unlike yourself where it sounds like you guys are, you know, you work around budgets, you're, it's like community first. There's a lot of companies that aren't like that. A lot of companies are wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And they only care about it's the wedding. I'm gonna give you this one-tier price, and that's it. And that's kind of what I was talking about, to where it's just the industry has gotten so the market rather the market has gotten so greedy when it comes to that that it's ruining the industry itself. In my eyes, um, just as a as a newlywed, I see all my friends that are spending so much money. Like I went to my buddy's wedding. Oh, he. I'm like I'm not gonna say where it was, but he <laughs> they spent total, and you know his their parents paid for it but it was 50 grand, yeah. $50,000 for yeah. a day. It wasn't like hotel and travel. It was local 50 grand. And I'm just like, and I look at him now, you know, fast forward a couple of years later and you know, they're having conversations, you know, he got laid off and you know, they were struggling for a second there. And I didn't say it, but I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you had 50 grand, it could have been reallocated. You know, and it's, again, this is me, the gypsy style where, yeah, I think that far ahead. It's because this shit's important. I mean, you know, you only get one life. You got to think, especially when you're married, you got to think that far ahead. Um, You know, we're getting ready to start a family now. So I'm like, imagine if we spent 50 grand on a wedding. Now here we are, my wife's 20 weeks pregnant. If we were struggling, I could have easily blamed it on the wedding. I could have been like, oh boy, wouldn't it be nice to have 50 grand? So I just think you got to look at things, you know, from a perspective of why are you in this thing? And you're in this marriage thing, hopefully to make each other happy for a long period of time, not just for 24 hours.
1: For myself, I, yeah, I said that I get people in 500 and, you know, 4,000. I don't do any weddings for $500, though. Right. Um, my, the guy that did my video he gave me a quick... Great quote once, but he had a bride call him up, and he's a little bit more pricey than I am. Uh, he's the best in the city. It's a uh, Lifetime Films, and he um, he said he had a bride call him up and said, uh, "What can you do for six hundred bucks?" And he said, "I'll come to your reception." So, oh my God, you'll shoot the reception for six hundred bucks? He said, "No, I'm just gonna come and eat cake." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking awesome. So, but that, yeah. that is a that is a true artist at work. I mean, that's you got to know your worth. And, you know, I even had it's because I'm a podcast coach uh, on the side uh, for my content business. And um, I had this buddy that uh, reached out to me and, you know, he's a good friend. I've known him for a long time. And he's like, hey, man, I'm starting a podcast with me, and my buddy. Uh, do you have your rates? I sent over my rates and he's like, no, like, do you have the rates for me? And I was like, bro, it's like this is not like this is content. Like, you know, we're talking I got to film, I got to edit, I got to produce there. You know, I, there's no cutting corners here. And he's like, "Well, yeah. can we do it for this price?" And I'm like, "Dude, if I do that for you, then the problem is now I'm spending more time on yours, and I'm not getting paid as much, which means it's less time that I spend to get new business and to help my current clients." So I'm just like, yeah. "Why don't you just save some dough and let's do this the right way?" So yeah. I get it. With everything, you gotta you gotta know your worth and you gotta do it. Um, I, I just want to make sure people know that you could look around, and yeah. you you There's want lots of
1: DIY options.
0: For sure. And, you know, like I said earlier, you shouldn't cut corners with photo and video. That's one thing. If I had to, like, lay out, like, a menu list of a wedding, in my personal opinion, you don't want to cut video and photo. And that's also me being, like, a content creator where, you know, like, right now I'm using a webcam. I'm using my Canon M50. It's just how I've always done things. Like, I I never want to, you know, cut corners when it comes to content because this is going to live on the internet or whatever the internet is and you know, 50 years, whatever that turns into our VR, AR, like whatever, it's going to live where my kids are going to be able to see like our wedding day. Right. You know, they're going to be able to see my podcast. They're going to be able to see that good quality content. And I think that's important that, you know, that type of stuff is going to live forever on your hard drive or or on the internet. So you don't want to cut corners. Yeah.
1: There's also a huge impact on just the flow of the day. Mm. Uh, Because, uh, a photographer that doesn't have a lot of experience for example uh, it's not just the photos it's uh, which photos did they miss uh, are they mm-hmm. behind on time and one of the reasons i tend not to do hourly packages and i know most people do and that's fine but uh, when i go to photograph i leave cushion time in the timeline well they're never going to pay for that mm-hmm. so if it's just a flat hey we shoot today however long it takes then I can write the timeline already knowing that they're going to be late because they almost always are. Right. And you build that kind of and then it's not stress, it's stressful for us. It's not as stressful for them. But I've definitely had people come in and they've said, hey, you know, we just want some nice portraits. We're older couples, our second wedding, blah, blah, blah. And they're just not looking for everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'll make sure they know what they're missing. And then I'll say, but I'd rather I shoot it than somebody else. Yes, That's it's right. not what the way I would do it, but I'd still rather be there to help them.
0: Yeah, and plus, you know, you're a rare breed. It sounds like as well, just the couple minutes that I've I've gotten to know you. But one of my favorite are...
1: bourbons, by the way.
0: <laughs> Which one?
1: One of my favorite bourbons is called Wild Turkey Rare Breed.
0: Oh, Wild Turkey, <laughs> of course. Yeah, WT yeah. man, classic.
1: 116 that bring... proof, smooth as hell, full of flavor. It's good that as hell. Br-
0: that brings me back to college for sure. Um, <laughs> Everyone's gobbling in the dorm and stuff, um, but yeah, you know, you're you're a rare breed when it comes to like you're not going to turn away business, but you're going to let them know, you know, what they're missing, and 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 that is a big thing, right? You talk about time and uh, professionalism because again, if you if you cheap out on like that photo and video, it is the professionalism, and and speaking from experience, it's very stressful uh, being in the wedding party, and you know the little things like people don't think about, right? Like when you're doing photo and video at a wedding where like, videographers, if you're really, really good and a good photographer, you know if you if you have the venue, let's say your venue's at, you know, whatever, Winter Park. Well, you know, like, they're going to do their research to find out where the groomsmen are going to do the shots, where the bridesmaids are going to do the shots. They already have that mapped out. When you could find a pro and you could really, um, you know, get those folks where they need to be on that special day and they know exactly where to go where those groomsmen are going, where the bridesmaids are going. Like, that's that's the difference between a pro and not to where it's all mapped out. So, like, as the couple, you're getting told where to go. And, you yeah. know, you don't – they're not – they're giving you the direction that you wouldn't have if it was an amateur doing that. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is create stress because typically the pictures are before the actual wedding. You know, it At might least be a po- good chunk. A good chunk, yeah. It might yeah, be, like, not post – yeah, it might be post-reception or pre, but either way, there's going to be a time where if things get fucked up when you're doing the photos, you're going to get stressed out and it's going to affect your entire day. And it's not like you could do a mulligan on this day. Like, this is... No. This is the day. Don't fuck it up.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, one of the things I tell people when they're looking around is there's uh, so many different things that can come up, you know, weather and everything else. And they say, what do you do if it rains? I say, I take pictures. <laughs> And I was like, as I, if, if I pointed him out closer, I could show you. But yeah, there was one day where it was raining and we did this umbrella photo and I had no intention of shooting in that location, but we were kind of forced to and it ended up on a magazine cover. I'm like, no you way. just make the best with what you got. That's I was great. talking to another couple and uh, they were talking about how um, somebody had told them about another wedding that, well, it was rainy and it was dark, blah, blah, blah. So we couldn't get good photos. And then on their day, it was rainy and dark, and it was the identical situation they described. <laughs> and we took some, like, reflections in the water and backlighting the raindrops and stuff. It's like, you, you got to know what to do in any situation.
0: That's so cool, man. Yeah. And, you know, those sometimes those are the best photos. You know, like... Oh, yeah? The, the, there's a reason why TikTok is blowing up so much is because people like the authentic, non-scripted you know, scripted Instagram bullshit that's out there. They like the candid, authentic, unique type of stuff. And sometimes those are the best photos, especially when it comes to a wedding. Um, You know, some of my favorite photos, and we kind of planned on that rain situation because I'm in Florida and we got married in May. So it's like, there's a 50-50 chance that it's going to rain. Yeah. (laughs) So we kind of had spots, uh, you know, blocked out. But some of the best photos that we have are on a bench when we sat down, adjusting our shoe, and people were honking as they were driving by. (laughs) and just the stuff that we would you know just how we looked when we were laughing and pointing at the cars and you know me and my wife just candidly not scripting it just both looking at the cars and smiling and laughing that's you know that's uh it's one of our favorite photos and you know it it, it wasn't scripted and we weren't told and sometimes those, those are the best the candid ones
1: yeah it's all about uh, capturing memories. Like when when you ask about wedding photography, they say, yeah, uh, you know, it's capturing memories. So, but then they put all their focus on the artistic side. And yeah, oh. Oh, some of the stuff I'm seeing now, yeah, you know, all the trends. So film's coming back pretty hard. It hasn't really hit Cincinnati yet, but right. I think they're calling it docu style, and they're taking blurry photos on purpose.
0: No, I'm not what are you doing? This walk me through that.
1: <laughs> so they uh, just blurry, just the entire photos blurry because I don't know what they're trying to mimic. But it was bad photography 20 years ago, it's still bad photography. Um, and they do the same thing with some you know, light and bright dark and moody. It's, it's just bad exposure. Uh, it just boggles my mind. I, if they come in here and ask me for it. I'll say you don't want that because in two years when it's no longer a trend, you're gonna say what in the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> because it's their blurry photos that has never been good. No, and so I I try to get away from some of that and focus more on classic and uh, and capturing candid's and stuff.
0: Yeah, because that's not a trend that's gonna go away anytime yeah. soon. I'm like quality any,
1: never goes out of style.
0: That's correct. Yeah, in fact, it it gets even better I think over the years because if you can maintain that substance of what uh, creating that memories could be, mm-hmm. and then you couple that with like the level of tech that's coming out and your ability to capture those moments it's just it's fascinating it's like even even you know for a phone like an iphone and the portrait mode and cinematic mode and all that i i love how when people get the brand new phone and they go on tiktok and use like a filter i'm like what (laughs) what are you doing using the fit like the phone is fantastic you don't need to add these weird filters like what are you doing unless that's your Your cup of tea and you're trying to make a funny video but when people try to up the content with filters i find it hysterical because i'm like just learn the device you know like if you got a canon or sony like whatever your jam is like you don't need to hop on these trends to underexpose your photos just (laughs) learn about aperture and (laughs) and f-stops and get it right you know what i mean Like just
1: basic photography technique is lost the technology's gotten so good that uh, they feel like they can just take a bunch of photos and then do all their stylizing on uh, editing. As right. I, my, my pitch is basically, uh, if you stylize the photo on the computer, you're a graphic designer. If you stylize the photo in your camera, you're a photographer.
0: Ooh. So, mic drop. Gotta
1: use your lights. <laughs> mic drop. It's pretty effective.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, um, before I let you go, um, time's fine. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to read these because I thought this was fascinating. Wedding industry statistics show that the overall revenue of the wedding market has reached almost $58 billion. Uh, this is last year in 2022. The United States of America accounts for 25% of all weddings around the world. 50% of the engaged people in the UK said that spending in a budget was the biggest challenge for a marriage. And that is via today.com. So I thought that was interesting because um, it is a big expense. And, you know, I, I think we mentioned this. Uh, on the Messenger app, we were kind of talking about there's four common reasons why people get divorced. But in order, this is interesting. Uh, Number one is lack of commitment and or affairs. Okay, I get it. Um, Number two, financial disagreements. Number three, too much conflict and arguing. Number four, lack of physical intimacy. So all of us, if you're married, you can understand that. You could appreciate that type of stuff. But financial disagreements, I thought it was number one, but it's actually number two, which kind of makes sense now that I think about it. But finances, to me, is the most stressful thing when it comes to a marriage. And whether it's lack of communication on that end or if it's something like if you do spend a lot of money up front that you don't have, credit cards, what have you, whether that's the day you get engaged all the way leading up to you know, what you're doing on a daily basis. If you're not financially independent and you each don't have – your independence on that aspect. Down the road, whether it's a year or 10 years, there's going to be a lot of resentment. There's going to be a lot of arguing. Just finances is a, is a big burden, which is why I'm so passionate about this topic in particular, where you don't want that financial stress on day one, right? And, yeah. you know, if you if you start your marriage that way, you're going to have some problems. So I'd love to get your opinion on on kind of where the industry is, because obviously $58 billion Worldwide, that's uh, that's a sexy pot to be in. Uh, number one. The first thing is
1: I yeah. I need a bigger cut of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Where the hell is Daniel's money? Uh, I'll make sure I send yeah. I'll send an email to enterpriseapps.today.com for you.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I get Cincinnati's a very unique market because it's a smaller city. I mean, it's got a big suburb area, but it's a smaller city. But it's a huge wedding market, mm. and uh, it's basically because people that are born in Cincinnati don't move out. So they typically have 200 person weddings, 150 person weddings. Mm. And so, uh, but also cost of living here is pretty low. So you can do a 150, 200 person wedding without spending $150,000 or something ridiculous. Uh, Mm. So so I think that definitely plays a role, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I think the finances are, are exactly right. I think so many people get caught up on what they think they're supposed to do or trying to impress people and they don't understand these people aren't at your wedding to be impressed. And if they are you shouldn't have invited them they're there to support you to uh, love you and to celebrate with you and so it doesn't matter if you do cold cuts and you know whatever for dinner barbecue or something barbecue is very popular in cincinnati right now Mm -hmm. um and uh so there's there's so many ways to do it and uh it's really just about everybody having a good time yeah dj is another one that i wouldn't skimp on because that's your party that's right and yeah. yeah, that's a big, certainly a big part. So, but as far as the the market itself, the, definitely the wedding industry is is ridiculously huge. And I guess, you know, obviously it gives me a job and uh, it's just part of the economy. So I don't think too much of it. But, yeah. but yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, good man. Well, l- listen, Daniel, I really enjoyed uh, you know hearing your thoughts and and uh, and talking to you. And, um, you know, listen, I think uh, the industry itself is going to continue to grow. In fact, I think I I read something that um, it's dipped a little bit, but I think a lot of it had to do with the pandemic and things like that. Absolutely. And, you know, um, we we talked about this before where it's it's not the small businesses that um, because me as a small business owner, uh, when I when I put out that video, my intention was to kind of go after the corporate. The corporate giants, right? Like the David's Bridal that charges fucking an arm and a leg for a wedding dress like it makes sense, right? But if you're a couple and you love each other and you're struggling for finances, you don't need a, a fancy wedding dress. No, you, know? you want one, sure. We want a lot of things, but you don't need it. And I think if people could really dissect their day and, like we talked about, don't make the cuts on content, DJing, things like that. But if you could, if you need to, to make cuts on other stuff, just understand: don't listen to anyone else. Don't listen to what the market says you should spend on or the average cost of a wedding or what your friends do or even what your parents want you to do because as long as you love each other and have a good time, that's what the wedding day is about. Yeah, and That's the key. You just got to set up your day to make that success.
1: In so. fact, that's uh, very similar to something I say a lot also, which is if you have the best day of your lives and I just capture it, you're going to love your photos. Mm.
0: It's
1: not so, hard. Yeah. I didn't reinvent the wheel there. Pretty straightforward.
0: And just don't hop on those stupid TikTok trends, too. <laughs> but uh, but Daniel, listen, man, uh, again, uh, thanks for hopping on, man. And um, let people know where they could find you. I'll leave, for everyone just listening and not watching, I'll put this on YouTube, too. But uh, I'll leave Daniel's information, his website and all that in the episode notes below. But Daniel, if you can give uh, your company a shout-out, where can people find you all that jazz? Yeah, it's uh,
1: Images by Daniel Michael Photography. If you Google it, it's not hard to find. We're on most of the social media platforms. And uh, we're in the heart of the Redding Brado District here in Cincinnati. And uh, you know, we're here about five or six days a week. So it's pretty easy to get a hold of us.
0: And, dude, Cincinnati sounds like an awesome place. Florida is very different than Cincinnati. Cincinnati sounds like a, a homey community. Yeah?
1: Um, it's a little bigger than that. Uh, I, <laughs> ironically, a lot of people from Cincinnati are down in Florida. Uh, around Destin, Pinto Guarda, places like that. Because oh, yeah. It's like, there's a flight from uh, Cincinnati to Punta and it's typically like fifty to seventy-five bucks, because oh man, they're constantly going. Yeah. And uh, my buddy has a couple of places down there, so uh, we swing down periodically.
0: Yeah, man. Florida's a good time. But, well, the weather too yeah. is, you know.
1: Yeah. Like except like, for the summer. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pass so on that.
0: Yeah, as long as you can figure out like how to get here only during the winter, and you, you're fine. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Daniel, thanks again, man, for hopping on. And uh, I'll I'll reach out to you after this, too. We'll chat some more. All right. Awesome. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics. But I I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out. And they're all just as good. But if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics I talked about, as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.